IDC Radio. Part of your world with Shiri Epstein and Tally Coin. Hey everyone, this is part of your world in the IDC International Radio 106.2 FM. My name is Tally and I'm here with my co-host Shiri. Shiri, what's up? Hey Tally. So let me give a little rundown of today's episode. We're going to talk mainly about straight-to-DVD movies, which we both have strong opinions oh, on. Oh, definitely. Um, but before that, as always, some updates, some Easter eggs. Let's get started with an update. Awesome. So our first update is something that we're going to do actually quite often. So uh, three years ago, in 2018, Solo, a Star Wars story, a movie about Han Solo from the Star Wars universe, was released in U.S. theaters. Um, it's today, May 25th, which is when this episode is coming out. Yeah. We kind of like this, like, trivia kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, we did it in prior episodes. We're going to continue it because we really do enjoy finding out things that happen on days. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually fun. I mean, you find out pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. So um, our second update is uh, a new movie that is coming out, Jungle Cruise. Uh, it's coming out July 30th, and it stars Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Emily Blunt. Right. We saw the trailer for the movie, and it was amazing. Right? Uh, the Rock kind of has, like, a theme going on with his movies. Like, kind of kind of reminds me. Uh, action science fiction thingy, kind of. Kind of. It kind of reminds me a little bit about um, Jumanji. But yeah. I do think it's going to be amazing. Oh, same. Continuing uh, on to Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, who is a great actor, is coming out August 13th. It is a 20th century studio movie, but Disney does own it, so yeah. that's why we included it. Also, the trailer looks amazing. Oh, yeah, we watched the trailer together as well. It looks mind-blowingly amazing. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, you can't go wrong with him. Right. Um, in this one, he is also a superhero, yeah. which is a theme going on with him, but it's great. Um, and lastly, a last update is that Avengers Campus is opening in Disneyland on June 4th, which is right around the corner. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, Disney doesn't have any Avengers ride so far. And they own Marvel, so, I mean, it's about time. Yeah, it's it's taken a while, but I'm really excited about it. And I, I'm we're not in Disneyland. We're not near it. But yeah. we're both really excited to see pictures and videos coming up from people that do get to go to the parks. And maybe one day we will get to go. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, continuing on with Easter eggs. If you don't know what Easter eggs are, we love them. But generally, they're just... Things in the background that are kind of hidden for people to find afterwards, yeah. like after you watch the movie a couple times. And then it makes you mind blown because you're like, why didn't I not notice this? But they're pretty unnoticeable. But once you do know them, it's amazing. Right. So our first Easter egg uh, is, okay, so in the movie Big Hero 6, there's a scene in a police station. And in that police station, you can see a picture of Prince Hans in a wanted post from Frozen. That, that's a great little extra detail. Um, our second Easter egg is that Princess Aurora and Prince Philip from um, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty can be seen in a painting in Prince Eric's dining room from The Little Mermaid, which is cute. Maybe that means they're family. Oh, I certainly hope so. That would be so nice. Maybe they're just related as in like the real monarchy where everybody's cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make sense, actually. I mean, I mean, it's Disney, so, like, maybe not, but, like, logically speaking. 
Right. We have real monarchy, so we can kind of go off of that. I'm sure that that's what Disney also does. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go into direct-to-DVD movies. Let me really broadly explain what direct-to-DVDs movies are. They're basically movies that Disney does release. These are 100% Disney movies. They just, instead of going to theaters and then to DVD, go straight to DVD. And this means that Disney is not expecting the movies to be that huge of a success. So, like, they don't want to invest in... uh, putting these movies out in the movie theaters. They, they want to release the movies. They, they, I mean, they did the movies, but they're not going to the theaters just for financial or logistics reason. Right. An exception to this, and it's also the first movie we're going to be talking about, is Tinkerbell, which was released in 2008. It actually has a 90% in Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane for straight-to-DVD movie. Yeah, definitely. And it was really successful. And they actually made six movies after that, also about like the Tinkerbell universe. Right. After a while, the movies did stop being so popular, which um, is why their last movie, uh, Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast, was never released. Yeah, because, I mean, it does make sense. If you do six movies on the same topic, it, it can't be a success forever. Right. It was, shockingly, a really big success. Oh, yeah. I've watched a couple of these movies, mm. actually. They're great. They're really good. They're, yeah. they're cute. Tinkerbell is a cute character. Yeah, she is. And I do think she deserves a movie of her own. I mean, there's so much to explore about her. Like, if you watch Peter Pan and you see her there, there's just so much to explore. I I think that's kind of how what Tinkerbell in 2008 happened. And they try to kind of explore, like, this world in Neverland that is, like, only for uh, fairies. But, you know, eventually, how much can you do with that? So I, I think that one of the main issues that these movies have is if you haven't watched all of the movies, you don't really know what's happening. Because the characters evolve throughout the movies and yeah. they change. So like if you haven't watched the first one, obviously once you get to the sixth one, they're different characters. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense anymore. So our second straight-to-DVD movie is uh, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, which uh, came out 1998. And... Uh, so, like, the first Lion King movie is based on Hamlet, 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 if you didn't know. So, the second one is based on Romeo and Juliet, which is kind of a nice vibe. Um, So, it has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience rating on Google is a 92, which means, like, there is kind of a success for audience. Because, yeah. obviously, Rotten Tomatoes is more um, technical and, um, yeah. Um. The thing is, we've both watched it, and I feel like people won't agree with our opinion all the time, but it's it's kind of, like, not the same as Lion King. So what I think happens is when you have a movie like Lion King, which is so successful and everybody watches it, obviously the second movie is never going to hype up to it. Yeah, and actually that's a thing Disney did with, like, most of their, like, early movies. For example, Cinderella has three movies, and people don't know about it generally. Right. So so that's kind of the thing that happens when it's a big-time movie that people hype and they love and they appreciate. Once you get to the second one, it's not the same thing. It's not the same characters. Obviously, um, Lion King 2 is about Simba's daughter yeah. and Scar's son. So, like, you know, it's not the same characters. You're not really attached to this whole story like you were to Lion King. So, yeah. like a little like that you can't top lion king like whatever they did i really doubt they would top lion king right which is why they probably sent this as a straight Straight to dvd DVD. yeah they were expecting to get sales off of like it being lion king Mm -hmm. but not as much as like the lion king yeah right so the next movie we're going to talk about is an extremely goofy movie that came out in 2000 and um 
even though the Goofy movie made 30.5 million box office. Which is amazing. The sequel went straight to DVD. Yeah. As all uh, most sequels go in the Disney logic. So it actually had a 63% uh, uh, rate in Rotten Tomatoes and a 93% audience on Google rating. So uh, the same as um, Lion King, the audience preferred it rather than like the critics. Right. An extremely goofy movie, what I usually see when I talk to people about this, um, most people actually really like it. It's this, like, nice coming-of-age story. Yeah, basically, like, Goofy's son, he's going to college now. And then Goofy also goes to college. And yeah. And it's this whole shenanigans. But when I talk to people about it, both the Goofy movie and an extremely Goofy movie kind of have the same audience yeah. of people that like it. Yeah. I liked it. I, I really enjoyed both of them. Yeah. I do get why a Goofy movie is better, though. I mean, I wouldn't say so. I really like both of them, like, equally. So, um, our next movie, also in the Lion King 2 vibe, is Little Mermaid 2, The Return to the Sea. Shiri doesn't like it. I personally love it. So, the movie came out in 2000. It has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Low, low, but it's still amazing. So, um, the audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which also is a thing, yeah. is a 45%, but on Google rating, it's an 84%, which is a huge difference. I feel like people rate it easier on Google than they do in Rotten Tomatoes. Because yeah. in Rotten Tomatoes, you have to go to the side and like... Yeah, it's a, kind of a, a hustle. Um, I didn't like the movie, <laughs> straight <sighs> up. Um, Tally already said this. I love it. I love... Little Mermaid is my favorite movie of all time. But I feel like Little Mermaid 2 is just... Maybe, little Mermaid, Little Mermaid switched. Like it's the exact opposite. Maybe that's like why you didn't like it. Like you, you had so many expectations for it, and like didn't. I don't right. Know. I, like I said, like I feel like it's just like the opposite of Little Mermaid. Yeah. It's, it's her daughter that just wants to go to the sea, and she like obviously Ariel just wanted to go to land. But I really love the character, the daughter Melody. She's amazing. Like I think that's what I love the most about this movie, honestly. Maybe. Um, obviously, critics don't agree with that. Oh, <laughs> critics well. are with me on this. Oh, well. Um, continuing on, we're going to talk about probably the lowest rating movie that we have. Oh, um, definitely. Kronk's New Groove, which I loved personally, but it has a 0% rating in Rotten Tomatoes and red a 45 flag. audience rating. Red flag. Huge red flag. So even though this movie did really badly, obviously, it still continued on to a TV show. Yeah, and in the TV show, all the cast came back. Which is amazing. So yeah. if you want to know a little timeline, the movie came out in 2005, and then the TV show came out in 2006. 2006. The show was also eventually canceled. Yeah. Um, but it, like what I'm saying is even though this movie was so badly done, the sh TV show still continued, which means that people still liked the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. There was obviously a fan base for it. Mm -hmm. um, in the TV show, they completely um, don't pay attention to anything that happened in Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, they kind of, like, <laughs> use the same characters, but, like, eh. Right. So, like, in Kronk's New Groove, I'm sorry I'm spoiling this, he gets married. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, we didn't say this in this episode. We say it in every episode. We do have spoilers. Right. So... I don't think many people are going to go watch straight-to-DVD movies anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah um, th that's the whole point of the episode. <laughs> but um, in Kronk's New Groove, uh, he gets married, actually. And then we completely ignore that in the TV show, which is about, like, high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he he ends up being, like, 
Cusco's age in the TV show, but like in the movie, it seems like he's not because he yeah. gets married and like he's working a job throughout the movie. So like we kind of have this thing of like, hmm, is it really? Is it not? What's happening? Yeah. And in the same vibe of movie slash TV show, we have Phineas and Ferb the movie across the second dimension. So um, as opposed to Kronk's in your groove, the movie came out after the cartoon did. Right. Like the TV show. Um, so if you don't know the um, TV show, Phineas and Ferb, it's one of like the most known Disney Yeah, and shows. it's really successful. And it has a very nice backstory behind it. Also, the, the TV show has a bunch of songs, and some of them were indicated for the Emmy Awards, which is kind of a big deal. Right. Um, the movie came out in 2011. The show ended officially in 2015. It has a shockingly 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and a 79% audience rate in hot Rotten Tomatoes as well, which is successful. Right. Um, the movie did also go out in both Disney Channel and Disney XD. Yeah. Um, which also might have influenced how many people have watched it in the audience rating because I feel like movies that came out in the Disney Channel were a lot more successful than oh, movies yeah. that went straight to DVD because people were watching it. Yeah, I mean, like, you just turn on the TV and you watch whatever's going on. Like, it's a it's a different, like, vibe, you can say. Exactly. Um, ending our last movie that we're going to talk to about today is um, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, The Three Musketeers. I love it. I had the DVD when I was little, actually. I, I would watch it all over again. There you go. This is your audience for straight-to-DVD movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, well. It has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 49 audience rating. Okay, in my defense, it is an amazing movie. It has an amazing story, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> it was, okay, was so sarcastic. <laughs> I can't. It was. It's not a bad... It's not the worst movie in this list. Definitely not the most oh, yeah. movie. So it was released oh, in yeah. 2004. And then it was re-released on Blu-ray in 2014. Which is ten, in, in its 10th year anniversary, which is kind of like a nice marketing strategy. Right. But this also makes me feel like that this movie was one of their more successful ones. Yeah. But, like, they have other movies about, like, the like, icon Disney characters, like Mickey, Goofy, Donald Duck, and all that. So, um, this was one of the most successful movies with those characters. Right. I feel like people stopped at a certain point caring so much about the, like, legit legitimate disney characters as long as they're not in a tv show because obviously like mickey mouse had a tv show and it was amazing and Mm -hmm. most people watched it but i feel like movies with them are a little bit less yeah i feel like nowadays they're more of like icons and like um i don't know like the face of disney but they're not actually like in the movies there is a very important adding though uh there are easter eggs with mickey's face in most if not all disney movies right so as i was saying there's there's a show it's still running till today it's a kid's show it's called mickey mouse clubhouse mm-hmm. it's it's literally for like young kids my yeah. nephew who's three years old watches it yeah um so that's kind of where like mickey mouse and those characters succeed it's with really young audience yeah and i feel like most people who are buying straight to dvd are a little bit older than like really young children because Definitely. like young children like like fast and like kind of like sporadic shows and yeah, like they they don't look for content at all they just want to see something like colorful with like music or whatever right so so that's like one of the issues i think that they have nowadays with creating 
characters based off of like their core icons like mickey and donald and goofy yeah is just generally that people nowadays don't watch it as much yeah but then again the goofy movie was a great success but it's actually very outside of disney scope like the kind of themes the themes are very mature in the goofy movie yeah. in both of them both the goofy movie and, and uh, the three very Musketeers, yeah so like it kind of varies you can find everything when you go straight to dvd there's some that are very successful like we talked about there's some that are very bad <laughs> yeah but the important thing is that they just released it straight to dvd as we said because i mean they don't think it's going to be a, a, as successful as i don't know the first movie if there were a sequel or and they don't count on it, basically. Like, right? Usually they are. Yeah. Um. But anyway, this is our episode on straight to DVD movies. This is part of your world here in IDC International Radio, one hundred six point two FM. I'm Shiri. I'm Tali. Thank you for being with us today. 